we're gonna we're gonna focus tonight on your identity and mission as missionaries of the cross in light of the scriptures of yesterday's um, mass day on the death of John the Baptist. So first, like I, I shared with you in the email, was the reading from Jeremiah chapter one, verse 17 through 19. And I, I'm not going to, to read the readings because I already gave them to you, but this reading was very important for you because it's where Jeremiah mentions the bronze walls. And there's one line I want you to focus on because I'm going to mention it again in the reading. And that's the first chapter one, verse 17, where it says, but you gird up your loins, arise and say to them everything that I command you. Okay. So I want you to remember that in light of what it's going to mean for you to be a bronze wall. And then we go to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verse 17 to 29. I'm not going to read again the whole thing, but you know the story where John the Baptist um, confronts Herod, and he had told him it was wrong for him to be married to, to his brother's wife, and then the whole story, his head is, you know, chopped off. They bring it into the trace. So in light of this, I have a beginning question. What would move John the Baptist to confront Herod with the truth, knowing that Herod is a pagan and would not receive his words and would probably have him killed? What makes John the Baptist the bronze wall, okay? And as I pondered these scripture passages, first and foremost, the answer to that question is that John the Baptist knew who he was and his mission from God. He had the mission to bring souls to repentance as the means to prepare for the coming of Christ. Secondly, what did John the Baptist have to be obedient to the Lord that was essential for him to be the bronze wall? He had courage rooted in love of God and zeal to complete the mission of God given to him. Courage moves John the Baptist through his fears to act in the will of God. This is a great contrast to Herod. Herod, on the other hand, is controlled by fear, his ego, pride, and arrogance. Herod is the people pleaser, more concerned about looking good, powerful, and in control before his guests. Therefore, he acts as a coward. You, the missionaries of the cross, also have the mission of John the Baptist that requires great courage in a world that has become dark and pagan. But the qualities of Herod are also at work in you. 
the more we can see the qualities of Herod in our hearts and come to the foot of the cross in repentance, the more we are able to grow in courage to do what is most difficult for us to fulfill our mission. I'm going to send you this teaching and there's some questions I'm giving you tonight to ponder and they'll be you'll have them they'll be in red so one of the first questions you must ponder is this what part of me is still bound like Herod as a people pleaser or arrogant and prideful to look good successful important prestigious intelligent in control the mission of a missionary of the cross requires great courage and zeal so let us go over what your mission is I spent hours yesterday reading again years and years of words the Lord has given me concerning you the missionaries of the cross in the teaching I placed just some of them but what I ended up doing is making some key points of your mission. And I'm going to first share those with you. The Lord says of you, you're called to be prophets, just like John the Baptist, my brothers. Prophets that prepare the way for the coming of the Lord by preaching repentance through the power of the cross. Do you realize that you have a mission very similar to that of John the Baptist. Second, you have been chosen by God, like John the Baptist, to be his bronze wall, which means that a missionary of the cross must be, just like it tells us in Jeremiah 1.17, Willing to say everything that God commands you. So what has Christ commanded you to say? These are some of the words the Lord has spoken to me about you. The Lord has said, bring to light the darkness of sin hidden in the hearts of my priests. He also said, preach what I desire. And then he said, you will be condemned and persecuted by many. Only when you have the courage to speak what he wants you to speak, will you also, just like John the Baptist, be condemned and persecuted. Will you have the courage? Do you have the courage, my beautiful sons? What else did the Lord say you must speak? He said, bring to light the devastating darkness Satan continues to keep concealed. That was all under your mission as the bronze wall what else is your mission the Lord has said to console 
his sacred heart and the immaculate heart of your mother, our mother. How? By being pure and the hands of Jesus removing the thorns that pierces Mary's heart. I will send you that message. The Lord has asked the missionaries of the cross to be the hands of Christ himself that remove the thorns of so much suffering in the heart of our most holy mother. And the only way a missionary of the cross can do that is through purity. Your mission continues. You are warriors. You are soldiers called to fight the battle. And you are called to bring Jesus victim souls by being living witnesses of victims of love in the world, in your homes and in the community. You are called to propagate the resources of love crucified, especially the simple path to bring to many the wisdom of the cross that God has given us in this community, to bring to the world an understanding of the grace of a victim of love and call forth many to be Christ's victim souls as warriors for these decisive times. I'll read to you words the Lord gave me in 2011 concerning your mission, my brothers. The Lord said, the time of the great and horrible devastation is drawing near. Prepare the way for my son, my little ones. You must set out to preach with the fire of God. I am commissioning you as my prophets to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Listen to how close your mission is to John the Baptist. You must preach repentant as St. John the Baptist, but repentance through the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. You must bring to light the darkness of sin hidden in the hearts of my priest. My fire will consume this darkness. My missionaries of the cross are my son's green berets. The green beret will face head on the darkness that consumes the priesthood. They will fight with the sword of the spirit. They will be clothed and possessed by the power of God because they are one with the word of the cross. You, my daughter, will raise up my missionaries of the cross along with the hidden force of the mothers of the cross. 
Do not be afraid to speak with the fire of the Holy Spirit you possess. The time is at hand when all my priests will be separated into two camps, the goats from the sheep. You are my prophets for these decisive times. Call to build the bronze wall of my son's army of holy priests around the bride, the church. During the great devastation, many will enter her safety through her holy ministers. The main responsibility of the missionaries of the cross is to bring to light the devastating darkness Satan continues to keep concealed. Bring to light the sin of my ministers and call them to repentance at the feet of Jesus crucified. They all must unite to the word of the cross so that they can possess the power of God to lead my army, to lead my church to safety during the storm that is approaching. So I want to go into the next question now. Very important tonight. What is the difference between a man called to be a victim soul and one called to the vocation to be a missionary of the cross in love crucified. This is very important. This is a clarity that the Lord this week gave me through a lot of prayer for you. All Catholic men are called to be victim souls. But very, very few will have the vocation to be missionaries of the cross. So what is the difference? This is what I'm going to, to speak to you about now. First, a missionary of the cross has the mission to confront the darkness with love tenderness and respect because of love the salvation and conversion of souls is the moving force in the heart of a missionary of the cross therefore a missionary of the cross is willing to be persecuted condemned misunderstood and cast out, just like John the Baptist. Not all men that are victim souls are called specifically to confront, but you are. You are, my brothers. The Lord has specifically, specifically given that mission to you, not the mothers of the cross. 
In 2012, the Lord said this to me concerning you. My missionaries of the cross are my apostles of light during this time of great darkness. Look at how the darkness is getting darker in the church and in the world. You have been chosen by God specifically for these times of darkness. The Lord says, they will expose the darkness of sin in the hearts of my ministers and bring them to repentance at the foot of the cross. They will lead them through the cross to transformation in me. Do not be afraid of rejection and persecution, for you each are called to be one with the crucified. Third, what makes you different from everyone else that's called to be a victim soul? You have been specifically chosen by God to be his green berets. Now, I think in Colombia, you understand last, last, I'm not sure how you, well, father's translating, so he's translating it for you. But in America, you know, many men are called to be in the army, but very, very few are called to be green berets. There's a difference. They're both soldiers, but the Green Berets will be few, whereas the army will be many. The, the other difference, the training of a Green Beret is also different. It's harder. It's more intense. It's longer. And few persevere. That's where you come in. The training, the formation of a missionary of the cross is also harder, longer, and more intense than many other men that will also be victim souls, but in a different way than you are called. You must be willing to do what very few men are willing to do, to enter the depth of your hearts with the light of the Holy Spirit and work and sweat through the path to be purified by the fire of divine love to be fully transformed into one with the man of sorrows. Very few men even good Catholic men that can even suffer with Christ, but very few men, very, very few priests are willing to go to the depth of their hearts into that level of purification. And that is what Jesus has chosen you to do. Mark Mallet is also a Green Beret, a prophet for these times with a mission. He just recently sent out his last blog on, I think the name of it was 
be quiet and pray concerning what's going on in the church. But I'm going to read to you a few sentences he wrote about the level of purification as a man being prepared by God for these decisive times that is also your purification. As if many of you in the United States that follow his writings, we have in Love Crucified because we've seen for years the movement of the Holy Spirit moving us very close. He's a father, a husband, and lately for months, he's gone through a lot of suffering, through a lot of natural disasters, economic problems in his family, with his farm. One, It's been one trial after another for him. And this is what he said. Through it all, God has been crushing me in the crucible of my own brokenness, revealing the areas of my life that need to be purified. While it feels like punishment, it is actually preparation for deeper union with him. How exciting is that? Yet, it has been extremely painful to enter into the depths of self-knowledge. But I see the loving discipline of the Father through it all. He is being formed to be the saints, the Green Beret men, that are being formed by God through the world, in the world, for these times. The preparation is intense. Are you prepared? Are you allowing God to purify you also to the depth of self-knowledge? I have more words through the years from the Lord, but I will send them to you um, so that I have time to, to speak to you. So a missionary of the cross, I, in, in the outline I send you, I say six different things. But in summary, you have to be willing to truly become a missionary of the cross. You have to be willing to go constantly allowing your hearts to be purified. You have to be willing to live the teachings of this community. When a storm hits, what happens? I'm looking at the face of Jack. He went through a serious purification. As you know, that long illness. He was confronted with a lot in his heart where he had to grow, where he had to heal, where he had to be purified, where he had to grow in greater faith, in greater trust, in greater hope. I look at the, the, the face of Willie, William. Willie too went through time of unemployment, time of a difficult job away from his family in another city 
long weeks with great temptations while he was alone in hotels where he was being um, tempted. The Lord was purifying him because he's called to be a missionary of the cross. I see my brother Hector in this screen. How many conversations he and I have had in depth. The level of the purification Hector has permitted God to take him through. Not only, not only physically, but mostly spiritually. He knows what it means to go through the crucible of the fire of God's love. What else is the difference between a missionary of the cross and the general Catholic men that are also called to be victim souls? You are warriors that must acquire the weapons to fight. And in this community, the Lord mentioned the five stones that a missionary of the cross must have because you're called to fight. And without these weapons, you cannot win. So a missionary of the cross must acquire these five weapons. What are they? You should know them by heart. Humility. Purity, simplicity, trust, courage. What else sets you apart? You are the knights of our Blessed Mother and all women, especially your wives and the mothers of the cross. You have each been asked by Jesus Christ to be the few men that have pure hearts that through your purity can remove the thorns of so much suffering of the Immaculate Heart of our Most Holy Mother. Through your determination and commitment to be pure by fighting through the power of the cross every temptation to impurity through TV shows, music, books, magazines, the internet, and of course, all of this with pornography. The missionaries of the cross are called to honor the Blessed Mother by helping to restore the dignity to all women by being tender gentlemen always. In 2011, I, 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 I'm going to tell you one sentence that the Lord said. The missionaries of the cross, above all, must be pure. And the hands of Jesus, I'm sorry, I think this is from our Blessed Mother, not Jesus. The missionaries of the cross, above all, must be pure. And the hands of Jesus removing the thorns that pierce my heart. That was our Blessed Mother speaking to my heart about you, desiring to have a few men in the world that are pure enough, that can remove the thorns from her heart. 
Look at the scandal in the church, cardinals, bishops, priests, all with impurity. If you too, my missionaries of the cross that I love so much, are struggling with impurity, you must bring it to the light, to your accompaniment, to me, and if you are married, to your wives. If you are truly going to be a missionary of the cross, you must fight for purity because this is who you are. This is your mission from heaven. Not all men will have the love, the love, the guts to be this pure. I speak to a lot of men, my brothers, including especially priests and seminarians. And they're not willing, some of them, to fight this hard to really be pure. Jesus is and Mary are consoled greatly by the purity of the mothers of the cross. But Mary especially desires sons, men, that can console her for the many men, especially priests, that are piercing her heart with impurity. The missionaries of the cross must be willing to love, respect, and honor the mothers of the cross as one with the Blessed Mother and protect and defend us through your perseverance to pray and sacrifice for us daily. Not all Catholic men are called to have a love and a respect and honor for the mothers of the cross, but you are. And I have to tell you, my beloved spiritual sons and brothers, that as a mother of the cross, and I need to bring this to the light for you because that is what I am called to do. In reading again, hours yesterday, the words the Lord has given me for you, I realized something clear for myself. I am not necessarily called to go out to many priests to bring to light the darkness in, in their hearts. But all of a sudden it dawned on me. The Lord has said to me many times, he's compared me to the mother of Maccabees, where this mother helps her sons to become martyrs, to die for God. And he has told me that's me. And I realized something. My main responsibility is not to go out to other men and priests to tell them, that's yours. My main responsibility as a spiritual mother, your spiritual mother, that God has given me is to confront you. Not to confront uh, so many others. To confront you. You're my sons. And I need to confront you in love to help bring you to die as holy men, martyrs, for Christ is one with him. And I will tell you, in my role, I will confront you with something tonight. I am part of this because I'm here as your mother, because I've been given the charism to share and, and, and transmit to you. 
But tonight in your rosary of the missionaries of the cross, you did not mention us. The mothers of the cross were not mentioned by you. You forgot us. You must, every month, whether I'm here or not, you must be praying for the mothers of the cross. You have that responsibility. You have the responsibility to help protect us and defend us. The mothers of the cross are gathered tonight. I called them. I sent them all a text message. They're united praying for you tonight. This Saturday, my mission with my sisters is to raise you up. We're being asked by God as one with Mary to die as women for you, mainly for you, first and foremost, with our husbands. For some of us, it's going to cost us our life to raise you up, the missionaries of the cross. I gave my fiat to God to die if that's what he wants from me in order that you will be the missionaries of the cross that you are called to be. And I need you too, like all my sisters and spiritual daughters, for you to be our protectors and defenders through your priestly, manly hearts to pray. You must pray with all the passion of your manly hearts, especially once a month when you're just you all together for us. And the last thing that came to my heart of what sets you apart from just other Catholic victim souls is this. You have a mission to propagate the simple path and bring the understanding and importance of victims of love to the multitudes through the different gifts given to each of you, through teaching, through website, through preaching, through music, through writing, through the multimedia. I don't think Juan Carlos is on, but it was amazing to me when I spoke to our newest aspirant in Spain and she found out about our teachings through the YouTube presentations that Juan Carlos did of our retreats in Colombia. Juan Carlos used his talent to bring our Love Crucified um, retreat into YouTube form. And it was that multimedia form that this woman in Spain was called by God. You have a mission to work, to propagate. I was drawn, I'm reading this now. 33 Days to Merciful Love, Father Gately. And it's very interesting. In the back of his book, you see, he too is a Green Beret. He's part of a religious order. There is very few of them. But he has a mission to the world. And the men of his congregation have come together Father Gately has been given the gift of writing from the Holy Spirit. And he's using that gift to propagate to the world their message. I've been blessed by his message. In this book, 
It's a formation of victim souls. I'm not called to be in his community, but I've been touched. That is the same thing with love crucified. We have a mission to the world. What we have been given is such a blessing, but very few people have the slightest understanding of what it means to be a victim soul, including priest. We go all the time and teach priests how to live the victimhood dimension of their priesthood because nobody's taught them. They have not received the formation of the heart. You have work to do. Our message has to get out to the world. That, that we're not here to recruit people to our community. But we are here to get the message out to the world, to bring to the world the understanding of what a victim soul is. Some of you work are part of Emmaus. Not too long ago, one of the Mothers of the Cross in Colombia, Marcela, asked me, you, when you come to Colombia, will you speak to the Emmaus women about the path? And I said, no, I can't. I'm very few days in Colombia, and I know I'm focused. I go to Colombia mainly to be with our community. My responsibility is to form and have that one-on-one -on -one time that I have only once or twice a year. I can't devote time to go out in Colombia. But I said, she can. <laughs> it doesn't have to be me. She's a mother of the cross. She can speak to them. In what groups are you part of that you can bring the message? that you can teach people how to suffer with. Yesterday, Bernadette's mother calls me. She's an old lady. And she says something, Lourdes, I'm calling you because she's now bedridden, suffering. And she goes, I learned something from Bernadette. And I keep telling the Lord, I want to suffer with you as one with you in your sacrifice of love. Am I doing it correctly? <laughs> Her mother's not called to be a mother of the cross, but she's called to be a victim soul. And I said, of course you're doing it correctly. Suffer all with Jesus. And I'm giving you to, something to, to, to pray for in your suffering. Pray for our community. And I specifically asked this beautiful old woman to pray for the missionaries of the cross. And she was so happy. She said, I knew I needed to call you. Now I can suffer with my cross for the missionaries of the cross. So here's this victim soul to the capacity that she can. You see, that's the difference of who we are as missionaries of the cross and mothers of the cross. You have work to do, my brothers. What is the identity of a missionary of the cross? Your identity is one with the man of sorrows. Isaiah 53, the bridegroom that gives all. I wrote something. I'm only going to read the last part to you. You'll have it in your notes. I wrote, 
The man of sorrows is the identity of the missionary of the cross, as the mother of sorrows is the identity of the mothers of the cross. To become one with the man of sorrows, men must be willing to be stripped of all their human glory, prestige, good name, honor, power. They must be willing to live despised and rejected in the eyes of the world. This purification by fire is very difficult for all men and very few will be willing to undergo it. That's you. You must be willing to undergo the purification by fire. So, when the Lord spoke to me in 2011, I was reading yesterday where he calls me to be the Maccabees mother. He said this to me. He said, it is fear that blinds you and keeps you from igniting the hearts of all I desire for you to touch. I continue, my brothers, to deal with fear. I have great fear to always go out when God asks me to preach to his priest. It is a, a fear that I must work through. I always, it is always difficult for me to confront any of you. I am called to confront when I have to Father Jordy. I am called to confront Father Ron. I am called to confront each of you. And of course they are called to confront me also. But I have to tell you, even after all these years of a profound, profound friendship with both of the priests of our community, it is extremely difficult for me to confront them. And yet, one of the things I was reminded of yesterday is that I have to do it and I have to confront each of you so that it's love that moves me to confront you, not to put you down, but love because I desire for all of us to become who we're called to be for the church and world for these times. The Lord placed in my heart in prayer before the meeting tonight. If any of you are feeling that you don't have the courage to be this missionary of the cross, that you don't have the purity to be this missionary of the cross, the Lord placed in my mind his 12 apostles. He picked men that weren't the, the best. They were a lot like you. And boy, they didn't have a whole lot of courage. They all ran away. They betrayed him. And they weren't all very pure either. But what happens? These very ordinary men like each of you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, were transformed into courageous, incredible men. And that's exactly, exactly what God wants to do with each of you. So you have to confront your fears. 
in the path on page 68 and 69 there's a section on fear and it says we need to know our fears and their root system it mentions three different places of fear it says fear rooted in shame guilt that's like the fear of hiding that that's the fear that brings us into hiding fear rooted in low self-esteem in feeling incapable inadequate and that's the fear where you kind of hide your talents that that's the fear that will keep you from it being able to confront others fear rooted in self-love lack of trust you must see where your fears are Therese in our path speaks about confronting her sisters and how difficult it was for her but i want to read to you just the first sentence she says this we should never allow kindness to generate into weakness as missionaries of the cross you can never become good men good men live wanting to be liked approved by everybody nowhere it says this in our path in the bible does it describe jesus as nice <laughs> you can't be nice men in order to be missionaries of the cross one with john the baptist to have that kind of guts you must have courage and if you're bound by be being people pleasers enablers you've got to get to the root system and work through that in your hearts god is giving you the grace just like he gave his apostles just like he gave john the baptist and he's giving it to you my mission with you is to transmit to you your identity and mission in your vocations either as priest or as married men or lay single men um some of the questions for you on fear am i aware of my fears and how they still control me what are my fears could all of you write down your fears are you aware of them because we all have them am i bound by the fear of confrontation why fear of losing control of a situation if i say something that will shake the structures or establishment i will be rejected lose my job be disliked judged misunderstood why would jesus confront the pharisees and call them hypocrites to their faces he did it because of love even knowing that they were not going to listen to him there is a danger sometimes if the spirit moves me to say something i can justify not saying it by saying what good is it going to do that person 
doesn't want to hear this. For example, we can have people in our own families, our own children, nieces, nephews, choosing to live with someone. It's probably something that a lot of us deal with in our families. I can say, well, I'm not going to say anything. They've heard it. They know what I think. They know I'm a practicing, you know, Catholic. So why say anything? But you see, I'm a mother of the cross. And if the spirit is moving me, but not to condemn them with all the love of my heart, because I'm moved by love, I am called just like you were called with love with tenderness to bring them the truth. And it's all the time. You will know in your hearts when God is calling you to say something. You must start to know the movement of the Holy Spirit on how he moves your heart to speak up, to say something that's difficult, to confront someone that's difficult. And you must be willing to do it when that spirit moves you. Even if it means you will be condemned, misunderstood. A missionary of the cross has to be willing to be stripped of everything to become the man of sorrows. Like John the Baptist, are you willing to decrease so that Christ can increase? What fear do I have of decreasing, decreasing my desires, plans, expectations of myself and others, my career, my status. How has the Lord been decreasing me? And maybe why do I continue to resist this decrease? Imagine John the Baptist. It could have been so easy to think, I mean, how is he moved by the Spirit? Because he could have had such a good justification. I'm not going to say, I mean, Herod is, is a pagan. And yet the Spirit moves him to speak the truth. He, he ends up in jail. He doesn't real. he's thinking my mission ends me up in this dark dungeon. And yet God's plan is there and he realizes I must decrease so Christ can increase. We must decrease so that it is no longer you or I that live, but Christ who lives in us. That is the level of purification a mother and, a, and missionary of the cross must go through. So you must deal with your fears so that what? One of your greatest virtues of a missionary of the cross shines forth. And that is courage. Courage and humility. And I'm just going, there are some things I, at the end here that I put, you can read it on your own. But at the end of the path, and page 407 and 418 were reminded by the words of Titus Brandsma, a frail and peaceful Dutch priest. The Nazis called him the dangerous little friar. And he says, 
He who wants to win the world for Christ must have the courage to come in conflict with it. And then Cardinal Ratzinger said this, there must not be a concept of communion in which the avoidance of conflict becomes the prime pastoral value. Faith is always also a sword and may indeed promote conflict for the sake of truth and love. There's other things I had in the notes. You can read it on your own. But you must pray, my beautiful brothers, for courage because God wants to give it to you. God wants more than you want to make you fully the missionaries of the cross he has chosen you to be. You would never be here if it wasn't because God didn't bring you. So I encourage you tonight with my words to receive your identities and mission and go for it. And you have my support, my love, and the sacrifice of my life also, along with all the mothers of the cross, for you to become the men God needs you to be. And today, Father Ron called me and said, you know, Lourdes, I'm reading constantly in the news, like all of you are, what's happening in the church. And he goes, it's all in chapter eight of our path. And he's absolutely right. Am I surprised by all the news? I'm not surprised. Am I startled? I'm not startled. My brothers, Jesus Christ has been preparing us for this darkness, forming us for this darkness for years. He's been telling us that this is coming for years. In chapter 8 of the path, we have a message from Akita, from our Blessed Mother of Akita. Look at what it says. This is in our path, my brothers. The work of the devil will infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops against bishops. That's exactly what we're hearing in the news. And we would be surprised. We don't have to get involved in this big, you know, in this arguing, in this back and forth siding with one side. We have been prepared for this. We have to be in so peaceful. We have to be in so much gratitude because we know. But what do we also know? What God has told us, the immaculate heart is going to reign and the new Pentecost is coming. The era of peace is coming. The Lord has told us that. We in love crucified are the hope. We are the gift of divine mercy for the church now. Do you remember these things? This is who we are. This is so amazing. We are so blessed by God. Know who you are. Don't forget. You must become the path. You are missionaries of the cross. I love you all. Animo. Bless you. Lord, I wanted to add one thing. That it just came over me. But I was, I've been reading the.